Welcome back to Under Pressure, your favorite pressure washing podcast for the business side of the industry. Today, I'm very excited to bring uh, bring you all Matt Warner, uh, the owner of Empire Fence. Is that right, Matt? It is. It's actually Empire Netting and Fence, and then it's also my salesman, and it's Unlimited Sports Solutions, it's The Wave, it's uh, Empire Supply Company. I'm a... Um, I have a problem. I'm a serial entrepreneur and uh, it's uh, I'm addicted to business. Yes. So that's why I asked if it was right, because I, I met Matt in Tennessee and then I knew that he had a bunch of businesses. But when I looked you up, Matt, there's so much going on. I didn't even know what to introduce you as in this podcast. It really <laughs> is. And, you know, sometimes um, people people often tell me, uh, holy cow, Matt, you have a you have a lot of irons in the fire. But my, my um, my, my saying to them is always, I, I don't have any irons in the fire. I, I empower people and, uh, I am the fire. I tried, I tried to keep the, the irons hot, um, try to keep people, uh, energetic and excited about, um, coming to place. I really am a big passionate guy on understanding the why. Uh, and I think when you understand the why, um, and that's the, the whole Simon Sinek thing. If, if anybody's read that book, it's a great book. Uh, but once you understand the why, what you're doing, it's going to create a better culture in your company. And I really believe that culture is the key to success. Absolutely. And so that's why we have Matt on today to talk about company culture. Uh, I met Matt in Tennessee at State and Seal University, the event Caleb Roth was putting on. And Caleb has been on this podcast and I can't wait to have him again. But when I heard Matt speak at this conference, um, I knew I just had to have him come on because he has his his hands in a bunch of different stuff in the home services world, and he knows company culture. And if anyone knows it, it's this guy. He's done it in, in multiple different businesses. So um, very excited to have you talk about company culture. I really am passionate about it. And, and, and here's here's the thing that I learned. So um, and I, I told I talked to a lot of these things I talked about. So they're going to be a repeat for you. But this is kind of my story, right? Uh, 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 basically, and, and I'm going to move through it kind of quick to, just to save uh, anybody that's listening to this. I don't want to bore you to death, um, but I know what it's like to fail. Um, I I started a business when I was very young. Um, by the time I was 29, I filed bankruptcy, and it's a very, very difficult thing for me. Matter of fact, I didn't even really tell anybody about this until about the last year and a half, two years, uh, because wow. it's so embarrassing. Uh, I was just tore apart and and, and man, I, I got to tell you, I, I grew up in a, uh, a broken home, a, 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 you know, an abusive mom and, and she kidnapped us several times. And I just I went down a path that um, I had a childhood that was really a freaking mess. But I will tell you, nothing compares to having to come home and, and tell your, 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 your spouse and your kids, we, we've, we've lost everything and we're done. Yeah. And, and, uh, because one, I don't like to give up. I'm, I'm not a very good quitter. Um, I, I am, uh, I'd like to pride myself on being strong, but part of what was motivating me also, uh, early on, uh, was the love of money. And I was driven by money. I just wanted to make money. I wanted to have this and have this and have this and have this. And, um, and I wasn't taking very good care of my people and I was not paying them very good. And I was, um, mean to them. And I was, um, I didn't do a very good job of cultivating my people mm -hmm. and keeping, keeping them interjected and, and excited to be, to, to do what we were doing. We had a trucking business and it was awful. Uh, I, yeah. I, I sucked. Uh, and, and damn it, it pisses me off that I sucked. Uh, yeah. but I'll tell you, 
I wouldn't have figured it out without failing. So in our, in our mm-hmm. world around here, and this is part of our culture, we teach that fail means uh, first attempt in learning. Yeah. As you heard me say many times, uh, that's, that's what in my mind, if you're going to fail, fail quick, make decisions, fail quick. So you can learn from it and move on uh, because uh, uh, some little fails along the way is not that big a deal because if you don't make a decision and it turns into this uh, great big thing, you're going to fail miserably and that's going to sink the ship. And that's what happened you to can, me. I love it. You can lose the battle and still win the war. Absolutely. That, that, that's exactly right. That, that's well said. I, I will tell you, I uh, have learned so much. Uh, from that first experience. And, and I didn't want to go down that route. So at 29 years old, I had to go get a job. I, I left the family farm. I had trucks. I was farming. I had some of my own farm. Uh, you know what? And I kept making excuses. I kept making all these excuses. Well, this happened. This happened. Uh, this guy filed bankruptcy on me and stuck me with the $200,000. No, you know what it was? It was me. Mm-hmm. It was my motivation to make money. That's all I worried about. I ran over people in order to make money. I was very aggressive. Uh, I was uh, not a very good business owner. Uh, I'm embarrassed to say it. I'm, I, I, I mm-hmm. have admit it. I sucked. We all have to start somewhere. <laughs> right. Where, where, did, where did this paradigm shift come in? Because knowing you is how I met you now. Um, and I'm glad we got into a little bit about your background. But where was this paradigm shift where your mind's shift, mind shift actually shift or mindset shifted? Was it something you learned from someone else, an external source, something you read, or was it just through iteration and doing it over and over again? You, you know, the, uh, the, the biggest eye opener was, uh, is when I lost everything. And, mm. um, and, and my, my beautiful wife, uh, she said to me, you know, you did this, uh, and, and you know what? And, and at first she she thought I was being mean, but no, I appreciate her saying that because I had to own up to it. Uh, that was yeah. phase one. I had to get on my knees and ask for forgiveness, and and I made a commitment to Christ. Uh, as you know, I'm a um, I'm a big I'm a big JC fan. <laughs> I, I, mm-hmm. I love my Jesus. Uh, I have a little problem with swearing, uh, but and I'm going to keep this really clean. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to try. I'm not going to say any episodes. <laughs> and I don't want to. I don't want to. But uh, I'm a big believer in Christ. I believe that I, when I got down on my knees and I said, you know what, I'm not going to do this. I want to learn. I want to get better. So I re- went in the real world uh, and I got to work for some really good bosses. I had some good uh, employers along the way that I got to see how they treated people and I got to see how they thrived. And I was on the other end. So I heard the people saying, you know, I love this guy. Or, or I even got to hear him say, I hate this part of what we do. I hate this. So I was able to almost go to college um, mm-hmm. for a while and learn all these different things. And then I, I worked for an absolute wonderful company called uh, Landscapes Unlimited. They really know how to treat their people. Um, mm-hmm. They care about their people. They did training with their people. I got to go be a part of their training. Uh, I got to move through their systems. I had a very clear path of uh, this. And, you know, I'm motivated, right? I, I want to win, 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 win. I just love to win. I love to win. It's a big, oh, yeah. big deal. So I kept winning. I kept moving and they kept giving me more responsibilities. Well, I learned a ton from there. Then I, when I left there, um, that was when I, I working for them was when I figured out how to do netting. And that was really my first um, thing is I wanted to, I wanted to learn how to do netting. And, uh, after that, I wanted to learn more and I wanted to install more netting. 
And actually, one of the guys there, he's a good friend of mine, Jeff Cordes, he said, you know, you should you should make this into a business. You could you could do this. You're good at it. What well, kind of got me thinking, all right, well, do I want to dabble back into this um, business? I always knew I wanted to have my own business. I wanted to I wanted to figure it out. I wanted to redeem myself a little bit. Um, so from there, I, I, I started going. But even when I first started my business in 2009, uh, I was very, very scared. And I ha- always had a plan B. Uh, I had a full-time job making mm-hmm. where I went. And I left Landscapes and came back to Lincoln because uh, they had me traveling all over. Came back to Lincoln. I had a full-time job that paid me really well. Um, and I did side work. I, it was always mm-hmm. a plan B, always a plan B, always a plan B. Well, you know what? Here's my advice to people. Plan B, Bs are nice, but stop having a plan B. Focus on plan A and push mm-hmm. yourself and grind it. Stop letting that little voice in the back of your head say, what if I fail? What if this happens? What? And start saying, no, we're going to make this happen. That's that's what made uh, started making the difference for me. And then I surrounded myself with some people that I really enjoyed being around. Right? I started hiring my friends and my family. I hired my brother-in-law. I hired a good friend of mine, Scotty. Um, I started hiring people that I enjoyed to be around because I thought, well, if we're going to go do this uh, weekend warrior stuff, let's hang out with people we like. People yeah. I like to go have a beer with. People that are cool. We drew a great bond. Uh, they're still with me today. They're they're a big part of our world. I I tell them all the time. I could not have ever done this without you. Um, and they're actually partners on our building with me and some real estate projects that we're doing now. They're they're partners with me on it. So um, awesome. uh, I, I love it. But what I learned along the way with them even was uh, they were willing to work for a little bit less if they understood the goal. Mm-hmm. Because we didn't, we weren't making a lot of money, right? And we were investing in different things. We were buying a couple trucks and trailers. You know, there's only two ways to grow. You either have to borrow money or use your profits. Well, we were using yeah. all of our profits to grow. And but they believed in the process. They believed in me. They believed in my plan. They believed in my vision. And I thought, man, we if I can do this, you know, and get six or seven guys, we could have a nice little business. And that was the plan: was that six or seven guys. That was it. Mm-hmm. That was the plan. Yesterday, uh, we had uh, number 72, team member number wow. 72. Uh, yeah, it, it's crazy. And along the way, I have been uh, reading some books. I'm not a very good reader. Uh, I, I struggled in school, um, but I'm getting better at it. <laughs> you know, you have to practice your weaknesses. Uh, so along the way with 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 that, I, I read uh, good to great. I read uh, Simon Sinek's book, uh, uh, The Why, The Flywheel. I mean, I, I read all these books and I was like, man, all these great leaders have one thing in common uh, and including Jesus. Jesus has the same thing. He he said, take care of people and love is the greatest commandment. So if you actually yeah. care about your people, and that's why we do boot vouchers. We do a $200 boot voucher because I tell my people all the time, hey, listen, um, the greatest leader to ever walk the earth was Jesus Christ. The greatest servant to ever walk the earth that paid the ultimate price that got flogged and went to the cross was Jesus Christ. I don't want to wash your feet, but he washed the feet of his disciples, but I'll put boots on your feet. 
Yeah. So that's my, that's my, and I tell, I tell everybody this about once or twice a year. I remind them, Hey, you know why I put boots on your feet? Because Jesus washed his disciples feet to show that, that he cared about them. I want you to know, I care about you. And that was, that was my, that's my mission statement. That's amazing. Care, care about your people. Take good care of them. Spoil them a little bit. Yeah. Those are all part of what has made us great is our people. It's our greatest commodity. It's our greatest asset that we have. Better than any skid loader or pickup truck or trailer or anything. The people. And I'm passionate about it. That's that's what that's what drives me, motivates me. That's what gets me all jacked up in the morning. He said, let's go. What are we doing today? And I will tell you, the more you empower them and support them, the easier your life will be. Now you can't you can't micromanage. You have to macromanage. Yeah, you got to let them fail. First attempt in learning. So, to someone who's listening to this podcast and goes, "Wow, I I I need to do something about my company culture," or they're growing their business um, and they need to hire and want to focus on on this company culture. Does it start with the little things like like the boot voucher and and things like that? Or is there a structure to it? Is there, you know, weekly team meetings or, or right. hiring someone that that fits that culture that you see it somehow? What What's the best way to start with that foundation? Well, about uh, six years ago, we started a thing called Monday morning meetings and mm-hmm. they start at 7 a.m. And you better not be late. Uh, it's a big deal to me because I mm-hmm. believe that starting the week off right and, and full of energy and with a positive mindset, you're, you're going to be destined uh, for success. You're, you're going to be set up to succeed. I can't stand it when people say, when I say, hey, how's your day going? Oh, it's Monday. Oh, screw that. <laughs> when I ask you, how's your day going? I want to hear, woo, it's Monday. That, that's the oh, excitement yeah. we got to have, right? But yeah. But so I want to start every Monday morning with, woo, let's go, guys. Here we go. So we do a Monday morning meeting, 7 a.m. We do a safety topic, a life skill, uh, and a leadership skill. Mm-hmm. So, so, for example, so a while back we had ladder safety. Uh, we taught everybody how to inspect the ladder, how to look over a ladder, how to look at the stickers on a ladder, how to do have three points of context at all time on a ladder, da 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 and then mm-hmm. I had him fill out a, uh, a little note card, a little uh, uh, five by or four by whatever it is, note card. And we used the ladder. We wrote goals on the note card. We used the ladder and we put them on the wall. And it, I put up a big poster that said, I believe, mm-hmm. I believe, I believe. And we had everybody put it on the wall with their goals on it. Then when we got done, we talked about, hey, we need to be holding each other accountable to our goals. That's the that's the life skill. That's the leadership skill. That's the safety topic. And we, we put all that together. Now, that was a perfect storm. Sometimes we, to be honest with you, sometimes our morning morning means suck. That one we nailed. But um, I will tell you, the better our Monday morning meeting is, the better and more productive week it, it happens. And I'm telling you, our revenues are better. Our job sites are better. Our work gets done better. Our people are more happy. It's just better. The better our Monday morning meeting is. Now, it's not a cure-all, but it's a positive way to start the week. 
every single Monday, unless it's a holiday, then we go Tuesday. But even if it's a, there's uh, even if there's rain and we're not working, everybody yeah. comes in and we spend the Monday morning together. And then they might some might go home, some might clean the shop, some might service vehicles, whatever it is. But we spend that time together every so you, Monday. So that's amazing because you just got a little bit into my next question, which is um, this company culture. By cultivating a great company culture, I was wondering what the effects of that are. Now you just discussed a little bit about what that Monday morning meeting does. It leads to you know increased revenue and and energy and all this stuff. So what does the company culture as a whole, if you're really able to hone in on that and nurture it, what can that do for your business? Can that be the difference between bankruptcy and rapid success? I'm telling you in the, in the last five years, we have, we have grown uh, at a rate that most would say is, is uh, doomed uh, to explode. And Mm -hmm. I will (laughs) tell you, I told, I told my team the other day, I said, I said, man, I feel like I can see the laces on the baseball. You know, they, they talk mm-hmm. about how uh, the great hitters in baseball can actually see the laces. They can they can see the laces and, and tell which way the ball's spinning and what it's going to do. I can see the laces, but it, part of it is is that our training is better. Our people have better uh, attitudes. Uh, they don't. They're not getting in a hurry in the trucks. We don't have accidents. We got people that are being, we talk about, hey, take your time getting to, work, to the job site. We don't need an accident. Let that other person go in front of you. Be courteous, wave, be polite. You're branded. Everybody sees our trucks. They know who we are. Um, so so it, it has spun. I mean, we just don't have a lot of accidents. And I don't know if we just have gotten lucky, but I'm mm-hmm. going to say it's partly because we talk about how to be safe behind the wheel and how not to be fatigued and don't come to work hungover. Um, and you know, I, 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 um, I gotta say, I, one morning I, 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 I smelled marijuana, walked by up to a young man and grabbed, put him on the shoulder. And I said, Hey, um, this is unacceptable. Why don't you go ahead and take, take the day off, go home. I sent him home. Uh, which really screwed up a, a thing. But I also, I told the team, I, I told his team, I said, listen, guys, I, I didn't screw you by, by, by sending him home. He did. Yeah. So you guys need to handle this. You guys need to tell him that, that you, they, you need him at, on his A game so you guys can kick butt. Now you're going to have to work twice as hard to get the work done. And they did. They handled, they self-governed. They handled it within, within themselves. And it was awesome. You know, that that's that's a little bit of what culture can do to spin, to help it. And you know what? Frankly, we just don't have a lot of turnover. I mean, I got guys that leave, guys that want to uh, go the greener, greener pastures. Uh, now, I do tell them uh, it might be greener on the other side of the fence, but that might be because there's a septic tank underneath there uh, full of crap. <laughs> but, but I encourage people all the time. I say, listen. If you don't like what I'm doing, you don't like it here, please leave. I'm begging you to leave because yeah. um, that that can be toxic and it, it can it can really bring some cancer cells into your into your culture. And, and we just don't want that around here. We it's very cliche to say we care about our people because everybody says that. Everybody. Yeah. Says that, right. <laughs> yeah. 
But your actions speak louder than your words. And if you give a $200 boot voucher, if you take some time to prepare for a Monday morning meeting, if you help them out financially when they need it, um, you know, I'll tell you another quick story. I had a guy come in and he needed an advance on his check. He had some, uh, a newborn, had some bills coming up, needed an advance on his check. And um, I talked to him and I said, well, you, you knew this was coming, right? And I tried to mentor him a little bit about finances and money and managing his money and um, and so on and so forth. And he said, you know, Matt, he goes, I just had 600 bucks. I, I, I'm good. He goes, take it out of my check and blah, blah, blah. Um, so I, I, I called Sarah and I said, Hey, uh, can you cut me a check for $600? And she said, yeah, she brought it over to me and, and I handed it to him and I said, Hey, um, I don't, I don't want you to pay me this back. Uh, cause I don't want you to be indebted to me, uh, yeah. ahead of time. I don't want that. I don't like that. Um, and, and, and all I, I can see a trend cause you're just going to be behind $600 next week. It's probably gonna be $800 next week. I said, take this yeah. and, 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 and use it wisely and spin it appropriately. That means not on booze, uh, not on uh, uh, snacks and candy. Buy formula, diapers, and whatever you need. Hand in the $600. I said, you don't, you don't have to pay this back. Now, not everybody is blessed as we are. We, we are doing really well, and we want to do that. Uh, and he makes good money. Uh, he, he is one of our higher paid guys. He just doesn't know how to manage it. Now, I will tell you, since then, Right. Because we had that talk and I handed out that gift. Hasn't been in since. And he's wow. been managing his money really well and they're doing good. Um, I, I do ask him from time to time. Hey, how you doing? You got your finances in order? And he's like, yep. And we do believe a little bit in the Dave, Dave Ramsey theory of, um, you know, no credit card debt. You know, don't I, I preach that to my guys. Now, we use a credit card here at work. I think every company should. It's a no brainer. Yeah. I have a lot. I don't believe that Dave Ramsey's a hundred percent true, but uh, he's probably about eighty five percent right. Um, it for us, uh, yeah, for some, it, yeah, yeah, it's a good good system. So yeah, yeah. You ask me if we get a return on our investment. I figured out it costs me a thousand dollars every Monday. That's fifty two thousand dollars a year I spend on a Monday morning meeting. I believe I've been paid. I, I believe my ROI on that is tenfold. I'm sure. It, it all adds up. And if you're increasing, we actually talked about this in the last episode that I recorded yesterday, but that'll go up a week before this one. Um, we talked about turnover and employee retention and how much that actually can cost you or not cost you if you if you have these systems in place and, and the company culture is on point. It, like, Could you even put that into numbers, how having a high turnover rate can cost you endless amounts of money. It, when we, I, I have figured out I, I'm kind of a, a numbers nerd. Uh, reading yeah. is really difficult for me, but math just comes to me. It makes sense. Two plus two is always four, but there, there, mm -hmm. there isn't always right. So anyway, yeah. uh, I will tell you, it costs us. Uh, we figure when we lose a superintendent, a key guy that's running a crew mm -hmm. uh, to replace that guy, it costs us about $72,000. So, um, and that, and that's a little bit, um, that, that, that's also over a period of time because it, we also mm -hmm. figured it takes 16 months before we get our first dollar of investment back on that guy. So that's mm -hmm. a little bit of what it comes up to because to train his replacement, to get him going and get him humming to where they can walk on a job site and they know what they're doing like this, right? Yeah. It's about $72,000. Now 
you can move the numbers however you want, but I bet you I'm pretty damn close. Um, yeah. Uh, before you get an ROI on that. And you know what? Understanding your ROI on people uh, is a good thing. I don't think that's a bad thing. Uh, you know, you know how much your people are making. So, you know, you're paying them right for crying yeah. out loud. Don't yeah. underpay somebody because what if you lose them? And if they're making you money, take damn good care of them, folks. Yeah, incredibly important. Thank you for a little bit of the math so we can get some numbers behind the actual cost of this. It, it is so expensive and you're getting a great return on that Monday meeting because even if it costs 50 something thousand dollars, if you keep one superintendent, there's there's you're you just saved 20,000 whatever. So Right. That's awesome. That's amazing. So, we have to take a a minute to hear a word from our sponsor Parapayments and we'll be right back. You certainly can't afford to give profit away for no reason. But what if I told you credit card processors may be overcharging you and robbing you of profits you've worked hard to earn? It's time to put an end to being overcharged for payment processing. It's time to take back your profits. That's why we've put together a free report, How to Avoid Being Overcharged by Your Payment Processor. Head over to TakeBackYourProfits.com, download the report, and put an end to being overcharged for credit card processing. You've worked hard for your sales, and you deserve to keep it. What are you waiting for? Go to TakeBackYourProfits.com and download your report today. All right, welcome back to Under Pressure. Again, we have Matt Warner, um, who I'm so excited to have today. We're talking about company culture. We've gotten so many great um, insights, advice, information, so much good stuff already today. So there's one new thing you're implementing to groom company culture and keep it going and nurture it. Uh, could you speak on that a little bit today, Matt? We had a, a major mistake. Uh, we had uh, one of our team members um, screwed up royally. Uh, so I, I allow a lot of our team members to take vehicles home. Uh, I just have a philosophy that uh, I can deduct uh, the vehicle. Uh, they should be using it more. And I, I, um, I let them take home. Anyhow, what happened Monday night, uh, we had our first ever DUI in a company vehicle. And um, not, not only am I embarrassed about it, um, but it saddens me uh, that that not and he had a he had a person riding with him, which he's not supposed to do. So we 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 had a major violation in our company. Um, but I viewed it as an opportunity to get better. Mm-hmm. Um, we pulled the individual in. Um, they resigned because that's they know that that's kind of that's kind of protocol. Uh, sorry, but it, it is what it is. Had a good talk with them. I, I even gave them my Jesus spill of uh, forgiveness and understanding forgiveness. And you don't need my forgiveness. Ultimately, you know, Christ is the, the, the grantor of forgiveness, saved by grace. I'm a big believer in that. But meanwhile, uh, I saw this as an opportunity and I haven't gotten a lot of sleep this week. I, I told you I've been up since two o'clock in the morning because today I met with yeah. all 72 team members. And wow. today... We are implementing uh, a, uh, a mentoring program. Uh, so, so, so what what it is 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 it, it scared the hell out of me uh, that a young man uh, had a, a friend of his in a, in in a company vehicle, drank, was clearly over the legal limit, and they got pulled over. Got all that is manageable. What I don't think is manageable is is going to a funeral and losing yeah. a life and or hurting somebody else or killing somebody else's uh, family member. I just, 
I cannot handle that. Um, yeah. My grandfather, 92 year old, when I asked him his greatest fear, and he, he, he said, my, my greatest fear is that someday uh, I will bury uh, one of my children or a grandchild before I pass. And that's his greatest fear. And, and so far, he's been fortunate it hasn't happened. That that I understand that fear and, and it, it set in and it really um, got it. It crushed me. Um, yeah, I, I, I've, I've had several sleepless nights, but get this. We are going to we are going to prevail and we're going to kick ass and take name. So we're into entering this program. I picked 11 of my uh, leaders and mm-hmm. we're going to start a mentoring program. And uh, everybody gets uh, four to five people and we're going to have small groups and once a quarter you're going to get together as a small group and um i made a, a sheet i got it somewhere uh here where i i put down um uh leader uh, i put leadership at empire is the process of influencing others to maximize their goals and to excel in excellence we're going to write down three goals a life goal a self goal uh and a career goal and then we're going to ask how are you doing what are your roadblocks and how do i support you what I'm hoping is to create a culture that we have people looking out for each other and knowing where mm-hmm. everybody's at and willing to say, hey, I've overindulged, which, by the way, I've done myself. I love beer. I love bourbon. Yeah. And I have <laughs> overindulged. I like the party. I'm a woo kind of guy. I like that. Yeah. Hang out all night long, listen to some music, dance in the garage. That's just how I roll. Yeah, but we've got to be accountable uh, for each other and, and and hold each other accountable. So so in this um, mentoring program, they're going to meet uh, four times a year, and then also they're going to start. Uh, I told all the leaders they have to start a text message or an email group uh, to where they're constantly checking on each other, um, and they have to appoint the next leader uh, out of that group to next year step up and be the next eleven leaders. My goal is is as we grow. I still keep spinning off these leaders that know how to handle things by saying, hey, bud, uh, you've had too much to drink. I'm taking your keys. I'm going home. Call me when 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 you're ready to leave. I'll come back and get you because that's yeah. that's what we have to do for each other. We have to take care of each other. I, I really believe if I can figure out a way and, and I, I told the guys this morning, I said, listen, um, I don't have this all figured out. We're creating this as we go. But you know what? I'd rather fail fast. I'd rather implement something right now and say, all right, we're going to screw this up and then we're going to fix it. We're going to screw it up. We're going to fix it. And hopefully in a year, I can come back with you, Jake, and say, hey, dude, check this out. Yeah. The other thing is, is I'm telling you, mental toughness is something you have to constantly be working on. And I think as a great leader, sometimes you need to admit your weaknesses to your people so they can see that it's okay to admit to my peers mm-hmm. I'm having I'm having a, a, a mental breakdown. I'm, I'm I'm mentally weak right now. Uh so this is something that's it, literally it, it started um it started at uh four o'clock Tuesday morning when I got the text message that such and such got a DUI and is going to jail and and, but the truck, the truck is back in the yard and da, 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 da. I'm like, Oh my goodness. I, I can't, what, what? Oh, how, are you kidding me? It scared the crap out of me. Sure. And this story is a perfect example of 
how you can use a situation to learn. Well, it's not a failure. You, you didn't fail because you handled the situation with grace and you're going to be better from it as a company. And I love the way you said it. It's like, how do you had said privately to me before we were recording it of how do you handle things when the rail falls off? You can set up the company culture and everything to be perfect, but this really shows not only your character, but your mental toughness, as you were saying, the rails fall off. Now you're tested, your character's tested and your response system. So you're able to now put in this new system. And that I think that is the lesson here is that when something goes wrong, you have to just use it as, as an opportunity to learn and grow. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I just, uh, I tell my guys all the time, you know, we, we don't have time for wah wah. We just don't have time for that. Let's, let's, uh, um, let's prevent. The next. Yeah. Let's win. Yeah. I freaking love winning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I, yeah. Who doesn't? Who doesn't love winning? You should love winning, especially if you're in business. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. So, so that's great stuff. It was a great story. Thank you for some great stories. But there's one more um, kind of story that, that we had talked about and I heard you speak about in Tennessee, which is burning the boat. So for, for anyone in the audience who hasn't heard of this, could you tell us a little bit about it and what that means in a business sense? So um, burning, burning the boat, there's a story of burning the boat and um, I'd have to get my notes out to have it. But uh, in the 1700s, um, this uh, warrior was going to take over this island. He's sent by the king, blah, blah, blah. He failed. They got on the boat. They left. They went. They failed. They got on the boat. They left. And the last time the king said, don't come back until you win. So um, so the captain of all the boats and, and the fleet said, um, ordered all the boats to be burned. He literally took away the plan B because 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 he he knew that his warriors weren't fighting as hard as they could because they had a plan B. They knew they could retreat. But yeah. they said this time. We will die or we will win. Yeah. And 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 he took away that plan B. And that's why I was saying a little bit earlier is is part of my problem was I kept having a plan B, plan B, plan B. No. On August 24th, 2014, I got rid of the plan B and said, I'm pushing on plan A and I want to win. So in business, you need to focus and commit. Um, commitment mm. is is um, key. And that doesn't mean you have to, you have to, Go out and hire 15 people. No, take growth as it comes. Uh, I don't like the idea of setting out to be, oh, we're going to be a $50 million company in five years. Well, you know what? No, take growth as it comes and be a yes man. Be a yes man and don't, don't worry so much about that plan B. Now, I don't want anybody that's listening to misunderstand me. That when you're going into a job, you should say, hey, let's try this. If it doesn't work, maybe we can tweak this and do this. Okay, that's good. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about make a damn commitment and commit to mm -hmm. it and stop being such a wuss. Buck up. Stop making excuses. Stop thinking, oh, I can't do this because I don't know how to read very well. Well, you know what? I don't know how to read very well. I'm getting better at it. Matter of fact, I got a book right here on, on my desk that I'm trying to read every day. I try to read. Challenge yourself. Be mentally tough. Stop have, Stop emphasizing the plan B and emphasize plan A, which is to grow yeah. your business or to be your own boss. Whatever you want 
or walk better in your faith. If you want to get to know Jesus better, read the damn Bible. If you want to, if you want to be a better husband, tell your wife you love her once in a while. You want to be a better father? Hold your kids accountable and then give them a hug. When the basketball game gets over, buy them a freaking ice cream cone and say, I love you. Don't dwell on, on everything they did wrong, but work at yeah. it. You got to work at it. And, and I'm telling you, that's, that, that's the only real gift I have is that I, I'm not afraid to try to outwork somebody. <laughs> I you know, yeah. and I'm, I'm very competitive. Uh, you don't want to play me in bag toss. I love to win at bag toss. And I will tell you one, there's one guy I know in our company. I won't play him because he, I can't beat him. Pisses me off. <laughs> so whenever, whenever I see he's playing, I'm like, yeah, I think I'll go over here and have a beer. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but if I see he's not there, I'm like, let's go. I'm going to kick everybody's butt. Uh, but you yeah. know, uh, the burning the boat is a, um, it's a commitment thing. Be committed. Um, put your all into it. Put your whole heart into it. Try, give it all. And you know what? I, I tell people all the time to tell people where you're going. Tell people what you're doing. Yeah. Remember me talking about this? Paint the Absolutely. vision. Paint the vision yeah. and tell people, listen, we're going to knock this job out. We're, this is where we're going. Uh, um I built this building that we're in. It's a beautiful building. But I told people a long time ago, listen, we're not going to be in this um, shithole that we're in because we were in a really bad building. Oh, my gosh. We had mice everywhere, leaks. Oh. We had, when it rained, we'd have like six drip buckets all over because rain would be just oh, no. the one light fixture. We would always fill up with water. We just knew we were going to burn the place down. It was awful. You had to get I, out of there. <laughs> I told them all. I said, listen, we're going to build a new building. And now we're in a Oh man, our building's so beautiful. It's awesome. Um, but I told people we're gonna we're gonna do this. Let's go. Yeah. And then everybody sees the vision and everybody knows that you're committed, you're focused, you're ready. That's burning the boat. Yeah, and now sense. they're gonna hold you accountable. Uh, which is what I want, right? Here's one more one more little nugget to it to in business. One thing I'm learning as I as we grow. And everybody's humming and everybody's really kicking butt and taking name. It it becomes difficult to find the person that's going to push you as the leader of the company. Yeah. Um, and sometimes you have to go uh, seek that out from, on an outside source from a coach or or from a podcast. Or you got to have something that fires you up once in a while that says, uh, I needed to hear this. You know, I'm doing mm -hmm. 75 hard. Remember I told you? Uh, I was going to do 75. Oh, I remember. Yeah. I was actually going to ask you when so, you talked about this accountability. You said this out loud. But I mean, I'm a little thinner. <laughs> no, but I'm really not doing it to lose weight, though. I'm losing it to be mentally tough. I'm trying to challenge my brain and trying to push myself. And by the way, I failed three times in a row. Everybody said, oh, day one's the easiest day. Oh, my goodness. Day one was a nightmare. I did not prioritize. I did not do it. It's tough. Right. Yeah. You got to do two workouts a day. One has to be outside, drink a gallon of water, read 10 pages, be on a diet plan. And and, uh, and it's tough. I failed three days in a row. Ching, fail, ching, fail, ching, fail. Now I'm on day eight now. Uh, I believe I'm day. Eight. Yeah. Day eight. I'm tracking wow. it on my phone uh, and I'm doing good. And matter of fact, this morning I got up. I came in here at two o'clock. I went over. We have a we have a gym that we own right right next to uh, for our employees uh, in our building. and. I worked out for 45 minutes, lifted some weights, 
came in here, got some emails out, got got going, got ready for our big meeting today. When I had all my members there, I feel great. Uh, but that that is something that I think that business owners, after they've been in business for a little while and they kind of got everything humming and the challenge goes away, to push themselves becomes a little bit difficult. Uh, you have to find things to do like 75 hard or, you know, listen to um, uh, different podcasts, Jim Rohn, all these different podcasts I listen to. I try to get inspired. I try to have somebody kind of give me the uh, stop being a wuss, suck it up, Nancy, yeah. let's go um, type of thing. So uh, that's, that's a little bit of, um, so that's just a side note. I don't know. Uh, buddy trail. I went down there. No, but it's great. I really think it's important not only to get things out of your head as a business owner, but to say it because then that's step one. Yeah. You, you say it out loud and now that's step one. You put it down on paper, that's step two. Now we have some momentum moving forward. And if you say it, now you have other people. You're, the rest of your company will hold you accountable to what you've said. So I think there's power in those words there and just getting right. it out. Well, it's, you know what, uh, it's no different than, than, uh, when you, when you start a new business, uh, you know, we have six businesses, you know, we have, well, we do have the software. That's what you saw the, my salesman tool, yeah. which is uh, a lead mm -hmm. qualifying tool, just basically helps your customers understand. And, uh, but you know, that, that was a dream of mine. And I, I told everybody, Hey, what do you think of this idea? Uh, and people were like, Hey, when are you going to do that? When are you going to do that? Now we have it. We have, uh, members all over the United States that use our software and they they plug it in and they they save tons and tons of money uh, by not going on dead end leads and the customers know what they want and it's it's a simple process but it helps but if I wouldn't have told everybody everybody wouldn't have held me accountable said hey when are you going to do this and yeah now we have it <laughs> that's and that's amazing so. If anyone is listening to this podcast and is like, you know what, Matt, I, I need to talk to this guy. I need to ask him some questions. Uh, is, do you mind if anyone reaches out to you? Is there someone someone can can contact you? No, I really don't. I mean, um, uh, you know, I work really well off of email. Uh, I'm up early in the mornings, uh, but uh, I'd give everybody my email address. It's just it's Matt at Empire dash fence dot com or Matt at my salesman dot com. And uh, um those are my two emails that I use. Um, my salesman's our software. Empire is our, our fence and netting company that we, we have. And then we have a, you know, like I said, we have the, the other spinoffs too that we have, but I, I would love it if people hear it and they want, they want to know something, or even if we made somebody, sometimes you do these things and you don't know if people are like, Oh, that guy's full of crap. <laughs> I've said it. I've listened to people and I'm like, Hey, well, whatever. Yeah. Not this episode, <laughs> but I, I, Not the I, have on. <laughs> I want people to know that I'm, I'm sincere about culture and taking care of people. And, um, you know, I, I'm, a I'm a passionate guy that I think that if you take really good care of your people, your people are going to take really good care of your, your company. And, and that's, it's worked for me. Um, I hope somebody listening says, man, I, I needed that. I needed, I needed, I needed to hear that because I've got to do a better job taking care of my people. And um, hopefully we can change lives, right? That's, that's, that's the ultimate goal. We're, business is a tool. The, our businesses are tools that we get to use to help take care of each other. Absolutely. 
Well said. So thank you. Thank you so much. And what I'm going to do is say this. If, if anyone has any topics they'd like to have Matt discuss, if you want to uh, check back in with us in a little while to see how the mentorship program is going as well, I think that would be amazing to have you back on, talk about maybe another topic or the mentorship program. I think that could be a great program that does a lot for your company. I'm excited to see where it goes and how it does and what it grows into. Uh, literally, it, yeah. it, it, it spun out of, a, of recognizing a problem. And uh, mm-hmm. we, we saw it, and I said we're gonna uh, we're gonna jump into this. I don't have it all figured out, uh, but I'm gonna fail fast if I'm gonna fail, and I'm gonna fix it, tweak it, and we're gonna keep going. So yes, I anybody if anybody I would love to come back on. I, I love this kind of stuff because it it helps helps me to know that maybe somebody else out there it helped them get through the day or or with their business. Wow! So thank you so much, Matt. We really appreciate you coming on today. Uh, Some wise words, great advice, amazing insight, and some fantastic stories that are educational and engaging. So that's perfect for a podcast. We couldn't ask for a better guest. So thank you. Thank you very much, Matt. Thank you very much for having me on. I love it. And it was great. I can tell you love it. Um, We will definitely work on having Matt back. But in the meantime, we have a great roster of guests that is just going to continue to keep flowing. Uh, We're meeting some fantastic influencers in the industry, experts in the industry at these events that we're going to have come on just like Matt today. Uh, You can find us on under underscore pressure underscore PW underscore podcast on Instagram. I know it's a mouthful. I'm sorry about that. Under pressure podcast on Instagram. Find us, DM me, let me know who you want to have on the show and what you want to hear. And I will be very happy to bring that to you. So thank you for engaging. Like it, subscribe it, share it to your friends who can learn the business side of the industry. Thank you very much for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. If you haven't subscribed, go ahead and smash that subscribe button. And don't forget to hit the bell so you won't miss our next episode. This episode was produced by Jake Aronson. This has been a Pair Payments production.